I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hi, I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey, Let's Hang Out listeners, we're officially on our summer hiatus, but we want to share with you a few episodes of some queer podcasts that we also love. And of course, if you've been listening to Let's Hang Out for a long time, you know we are obsessed with the hosts of Coming Out Pod, Lauren and Nicole. They have some incredible guests come on to share their coming out journeys, and they've been doing it for a long time, just like us. So this is their 100th episode, which we feel like gives you a good sampler platter of all the beautiful, hilarious, and dare they say, sexy content from Coming Out Pod. So enjoy. Hey, y'all. Hi. Welcome to Coming Out with Lauren and Nicole. We are a weekly podcast where we have queer folks on from all walks of life. They tell us the tales of how they came out to friends, family, and the world at large. Because who doesn't love a coming out story? Uh, well, considering we're on our hundredth episode. It's our hundredth episode. No one doesn't like a coming out story. We made it. Everyone loves a coming out story. We did it. We are so excited. Uh, we decided uh, in, in a a fit of celebration, really, Mm, um, a fit. I had to bite down on a leather strap. (laughs) It was, it was really. I had a seizure of celebration. Yeah, a seizure of celebration. Oh, God. Um, We decided that instead of having a, 
a guest on, we would have many of our past guests on via Woo! clips from their episodes. We're、um, doing a clip show. Woo!、Uh, we decided to to do some highlights, some memorable moments, um, just a smattering, a, a cornucopia of good queer. Tidbits, and、yeah. um, it was as I said to Lauren before,、uh, the Sophie's choice of podcast <laughs> clips. It's <laughs>、mm-hmm. true, she did say that. I said、um, because there were so, so, so many. I mean, there were nuggets of gold in every single story of the past ninety nine episodes,、yeah. um, and we are so grateful to every single guest that we've had on. And this was like the impossible task. So this is by no means like. A best of. It's just some stuff we remembered, and <laughs> we hope that you like it、yeah. too. And it was so awesome to get to go back and re-listen to a lot of、yes. these because I this has been this has been such a wild ride.、Um, and yeah, it's been such a joy. And we also we've included some never before heard bits on this. There's、we、some、have. outtakes. There's some.、Uh, We ended up cutting it from the episode, but it's the hundredth episode, so now we're putting it out there. So yeah, we're so excited、uh, for you guys to take this super queer walk down super queer memory lane with us.、Mm-hmm. We are we are thrilled about it. It was fun going through these clips and remembering and seeing how the podcast has grown and、um, just. There's been a lot of joy in this, so we hope that you will find it joyful as well.、Um, enjoy this episode. Happy, almost Pride. Happy、mm-hmm. 100 episodes of Coming Out Pod. We could literally not have done it without you. You're、Absolutely. amazing. Thank we you. Love we love y'all. Enjoy. <laughs> oh my god. Well, all right. So. Uh, what the fuck is this podcasting about? Okay, um, well, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> listeners. No, it's fine. No, I'm gay. Don't panic. People <laughs> just forgot because I was like,、about. we got so many things to talk That's about. Fair,、Listen. um, it's fine. But uh, so how do you identify? There it is. I identify as a wide receiver、uh, of the New York Giants. <laughs> I've been wanting to say that for t- 40 years. I'm so glad we gave you a platform. To yeah.、Share. Today we are graced with the presence of Mandala Rose. Oh my goodness! I love like this is so dumb. I just said her name and I have like I'm blushing. You guys can't see it, but I probably have like hives on my chest. I can、right、hives all over. I'm blushing. <laughs> I'm the only one not blushing, and that's just because I'm too fucking white. <laughs> um, it, feel, it feels like you would be blushing even more for being don't the don't most try to reason out my statements. Just move past them. <laughs> Gracefully, <laughs> noted. Um, so, uh, for those of you who don't know,、um, Mandela and I met at Clexicon this year, and、um, I mean, what? I don't even know. Hit it off? Is that the best way to put it? Yeah, <laughs> I gave you my my hoodie. Oh, oh my god, freezing! <laughs>、yeah, so uh, for those of you、mm-hmm. who were not there to witness this or didn't see the、um, the panel online, you guys should totally go to YouTube and watch it. It was great.、Um, But <laughs> during the LGBTQ actresses panel, Mandala, ha- like halfway through, has the mic. She and I are sitting next to each other. She has the mic and she's she's answering a question and just walks off stage while answering a question. And all of us are like, 
where is she <laughs> going? Like, I'm like, is something, I'm thinking you're going out into the audience. I'm like, well, what's happening? And then she grabs something from like where we'd all been sitting, all the actresses beforehand getting ready, the little like green room space. And she comes back on stage, never missing a beat, continually ah, talking into the microphone. Classy. And then comes right up to me and was like, sorry guys, I saw that Nicole was cold. And so I got my hoodie for oh her. Oh my gosh, <laughs> and, Oh my God. And the room erupted. It was a Amazing. It was, it really was like the most chivalrous thing. I, and there's a picture of it that I've shown many people uh, of this moment in time. And uh, yeah, so anyway, that was the first point of connection. And then we connected more because we both have sibling loss in our lives. So um, that was like another thing that came up a mere 15 minutes later. So it was a, it was, you guys should watch it online. It was great. Um, but no, it, it, it really like, it was so amazing connecting and the two of us have become very fast friends. So yes, I blush when I say your name. <laughs> <laughs> but also you can introduce yourself. Yeah. Okay. Hi, I'm Andala. I was so in love and it was so terrible when it was over that mm. the idea, I'm tearing up right now, the oh. idea of of doing that to another person, Ugh. the idea of whatever. And that's not to say that, you know, like, I love my boyfriend. That's not to say I loved the guy I dated before that guy. I, you know, that's, I, I liked some other people. It's not to say that, like, I didn't, it's just different. And, yeah. and I, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I wonder if sometimes that's just like, you know, cause people be like, oh, do you guys ever talk? Like, no, I can't talk to her. Cause mm. I will, I will, I will. I will go and wash her car and just show, like I will I will I can't like and, and like I can't yeah. I legitimately I can't I can't I can't I smell her I can't I can't I, I can't and nope and and that's uh weird it's 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 there's so many things about this we this is a very personal podcast you guys (laughs) i'm not gonna make you i'm not gonna make you not take i'm not you're gonna keep all of this in here (laughs) well there's we've all all there's one thing there's one thing i do want to ask and i'm going to preface it by saying we absolutely can cut this Mm -hmm. because like also it's it's something that is difficult for me to talk about too, yeah, yeah. so we may yeah, even no. do it because I might go like, mm, I don't know if I can keep that yeah, in there. But. but you said, okay, so you said something that really resonated with me where you were like, I'm a, when we first asked the question, you're like, I'm a queer, bisexual, lesbian who has a boyfriend. Okay, so why lesbian? Uh, I masturbate to women. Me too! Me three, but that's not for me. <laughs> also, <surprising>. also <laughs> I think that the way I have sex it's hard. I don't. I couldn't explain this to a straight girl. I have queer sex. Yes, okay. yes. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I totally so know what you mean. I like even with men. I'm sorry. I, I don't think have I sex do because I it's almost like it's okay. almost like um, it's not like I'm having queer sex. No, with I him. know. It's so. It's almost like you're gonna have to have sex. You're having sex. But it's a gay com- but girl, it's like it's, oh I so get that. Am yeah, I yeah, making yeah, yeah, sense? hundred yes. percent. Yes. Yeah. Like it's like you're having sex however you're having sex, but I'm receiving it as a gay woman. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> and it's like and there's a different um I'm I'm sorry, but it's queer sex is different. It's different. It's and it's and it's it's not um this I think I think in a more heteronormative relationship, 
sex, you can say, okay, so this happens, and then this, and yes. then this thing, and then this, and then it's and then it's done. Yes, and it's, and and, yes. and queer sex is like. It could entail a lot of. It could entail like we gotta look up a word in the dictionary. Yes, and totally. then we gotta get back in here, and then I have to cry. Yeah. And then, in the middle of the crying, I've had three mini orgasms. I think that was an orgasm. Is that an orgasm? <laughs> then I get angry at you and hate you. I punch the pillow. Then I actually have an orgasm. Then I go down on you. Then you know what I mean. It's a yes. difference. Yes. Yes. It's so yes. yeah. Because we're stripping. Yeah. Quite Stop for a second. Because is the cat okay? So you're 16. You're in. You were in New York City, mm-hmm. which is kind of like like that's Grand Central for queer women. Yeah. <laughs> like especially, <laughs> I feel like in that time in the 70s. Right. So once your parents knew, and it was out there, what like. Then what? You're still what living happened? at home. So, I, oh yeah, yeah. So my mom hands me this book called "On Becoming a Woman," <laughs> and so that I would understand. Okay. There was, there was nothing. There was no Ellen. There were no role models. No, and people were not out. So you really, you didn't know who was gay and who wasn't. And um, I think. Maybe Nicole could read this. Renee brought the book. This book was printed, published yeah. in 1958. So she gave you this book after you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It yeah. came. It came with the tampons, right? Yes. It like was a free book that a came. A free with. book, and somewhere in here, this is all about homosexuality. You can take a look. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I will. <laughs> so okay. To hold see on. That word <laughs> Yeah. All right. Okay. This is the chapter uh, on gonna, teenage crushes. I'm gonna I'm gonna read I'm gonna read a passage here. On, oh yeah, teenage crush, chapter five. <laughs> okay. Um, oh wow. All right. A crush can be directed toward practically any one person. Early in her teens, a girl is likely to develop a crush on an older woman. Perhaps you've already gone through this stage. Everything your scout leader did was perfect. <laughs> The way she did her hair, the way she walked, her clothes, her ideas. You worshipped her until you were a pest to all concerned, including her. Your adoring eyes followed her, and you worried if she showed interest in another girl. Your mother couldn't help minding just a little when you quoted this object of your crush as the final and absolute authority on any and every subject. After all, until then, your mother had been your one and only female crush. Oh, whoa, that took a turn. (laughs) Wow. Hey. Um, Get a poll here. Um, there's, There's nothing wrong with idolizing a woman if it's kept under control and if she's a person worthy of your respect. As a matter of fact, it helps to have a model on whom you can pattern your behavior. And it's a step in learning to be a woman, to learn to admire a good and admirable one. Girls who experience this kind of crush are often afraid that it indicates a tendency toward deviation from the normal called homosexuality, sexual relations with the same sex. Homosexuality is whispered about, but seldom faced as a problem, probably because very little is known about its causes and cures. Wow. 
Most of the causes are mental in origin, <gasps> not physical, and therefore exceedingly difficult to diagnose and treat. The violent crush, which most almost every teenage girl experiences towards some older woman, huh. is usually not worth worrying about. If the crush translates itself into a desire for physical contact with a member of the same sex, it is time to ask guidance from a physician, <gasps> minister, or trained counselor. And so, then it goes, continues on about like there's the crush that can develop between two girls of the same age, and then it like goes on to all of that. Oh, I need to read that. Oh my god, god. Oh! this is yeah, that's holy shit. Yes, and I read it over because oh. I knew that's who I was, and I read it over and over. And then there was a book that saved me, and this is why I call myself Dyke. Do you know Our Bodies, Ourselves? Yeah. Yes. By the women, uh, Boston Women's Health Collective. Yeah. The first, was, the early, early edition had a chapter called, In America They Call Us Dykes. And there was a picture of a woman in a little fisherman's cap, and they were at the head of, the, of a parade, and totally different message than this book. And that chapter in America, they call us dykes. Mm-hmm. I read it over as much as I read this one over. That was a positive thing, yeah. and it came out like sh- pretty soon after I had gotten this book. Mm-hmm. And that book saved me. That chapter wow. saved me. Wait, this is a total sidebar. Mm-hmm. Uh, that what you don't even know this, but like whenever it was that we met, I and I don't remember the situation or whatever, but total crush total crush on plants was like no on me on is there another flame I had a crush on you shut up I'm not doing a bit didn't I tell you that when I was yes. like you're doing the show I totally had a crush on you you had that girlfriend who I kind of fight with yeah we're still together and like, like, totally like, like, I met her on a well this is this I, told, I asked Martha about you no yeah I did I was like what's up with that girlfriend who sucks <laughs> She was like, have some water, Lauren. <laughs> oh, my God. No, totally. Oh, my God, guys. Totally. This is such a landmark moment in the closet. Oh, I'm no. So <laughs> I can't well, believe that. So We've only met, like, a few times, but I was like, near. I totally was. When I saw you on that show, I was like, I hung out till, like, 3 a.m. that night. I don't, I'm tired a lot. I don't do that. <laughs> But I was like, what's up? I thought you didn't. Not that you didn't like me. I just thought, like, you were so, like, chill. That's how I am when I like someone. I'm an (gasps) idiot. I'm like a guy. I'm really dumb. I had no fucking idea. No, I totally did. Oh, my God. (laughs) I just remember she made me laugh so hard. And that's what I said. That's it, yeah. Yeah. That's what I try to do if I like somebody. I'll be like, like, I don't care about anything. But, uh, like, here's funny you're welcome. Bits, bits, bits. You're welcome. And then I go home alone and I'm like, why am I always single? <laughs> Hi guys, it's Nicole and Lauren. And before we get into today's episode, we've got a little announcement. The pod's been up and running for three weeks now and we've been getting some really fantastic feedback from the queer community and beyond. What we haven't been getting, however, are lucrative multi-million dollar sponsor offers. That's right, Lauren. Now, at first we were upset by this because we both really want free posh mattresses and meal kits. 
namely because I have trouble sleeping. And I can't cook. But then we realized, wait a minute, we have to seek out advertisers who are specific to our audience. And with that in mind, we'd like to offer up our on-air promotional services to companies who have long been allies of the LGBTQ plus community. Let us sell your products for you with catchy slogans like Birkenstocks, they're like wearing an indigo girl on each foot. Converse, who needs arch support when you've got the support of the lesbian community? And of course, Doc Martens, let your feet come out for you. But being a queer woman isn't all about the shoes. It is a lot about the shoes, though. Oh my god, I know, right? Yeah. I mean, like, I wear Doc Martens 90% of the time, That's I'll be honest. Weird. Yeah. But we can also promote things like LGBTQ movies. For example, Call Me By Your Name. It's like Carol, but with boys. Or Disobedience. It's like Carol, but with Jews. So if you're an advertiser with queer clientele, hit us up! And let our knowledge of the LGBTQIA and whatever letters we've recently added community work for you! Thanks for listening to this very real and definitely not a joke call for sponsors. And now, please enjoy today's episode of Coming Out with Lauren and Nicole. So the first day... We like go out onto the turf uh, in this big old stadium outside, um, bright and early, like 8 a.m., and we see all of the counselors, or at least some of them, scrimmaging across the way. Um, so just like warming up with each other mm-hmm. and whatever. And of course, we're in like horny teenage girl mode and yep. like trying to check out all the guys from the New Zealand team and the whole thing. And we see this one guy with like baggy lacrosse shorts and like kind of a baggy gray shirt and probably like a little thin in looking back at it because Mm -hmm. like because we were young and probably looking at this guy like he was an adolescent boy but anyway so like it's like a smaller smaller guy but like shaved head uh hat like cap the whole thing and we're like oh my god he's so hot like kind of tan and whatever and um and so then the head coach like blows a whistle call all of the counselors come over and we're all like checking this guy out and as the counselors get closer this guy air quotes takes off her hat (laughs) and is a girl with a shaved head um i'm sure gay because come on like college field hockey player shaved head if you were shaving your head back in the 90s and you were a girl yeah yeah now it's just like "Mm, you live in silver lake but at the time (laughs) at the time it was a pretty good indicator so like and and it was like an eruption of whispers around our friends oh "Oh my god it's a girl i can't believe i thought she was hot oh (laughs) my god it's so weird like uh and and of course like i'm like i'm chiming in because what the fuck else was Uh i supposed to do i was like yeah it's so, so weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like looking at her and I was like, why do I still think she's hot? Yeah. I was like, I am still completely attracted to this oh, person. Wow, yeah. Like, it had not, it changed for me in the sense that I realized she was a girl yeah. and that was like a whole other thing. But I kept trying to convince myself to see this person as a girl and being like, She's a girl, not a boy. So you must just be attracted to her because you thought she was a boy. Oh, but God, in my head, I was like, that's not fuck. it. That's yeah. not what's going on. That's not what's going on. You're attracted to that person that you're looking at right now. Uh-huh. I've always felt very strongly about my best friendships. <sighs> I've had a lot of trouble with the notion, at, going back to a matter normativity, if I have a girlfriend, she's supposed to be the most important person in my life. <sighs> that was always tough for me because I put so much investment into my friendships. I was mm. like, no, that's my most important person. So over the years, I would prioritize that person. And 
I was like, it, just because I started dating someone, that doesn't mean that now they're supposed to be number one in my yeah. life. Anyway. So, like, I, I would try a date here or there, but it just never felt good. And so, finally, two years ago, after I had tried going on dates with people and was just feeling awful about it, a friend of mine who is both asexual and aromantic was like, hey, so do you think you might be aromantic? And my first thought was, no, 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 no. <laughs> because I was hearing it as anti-romantic. Oh, oh. And, and just it, that that would be the meaning of it because I didn't know much about it. Yeah. yeah. And there are people on the aromantic spectrum who are what are called romance disgusted. Like, just like there are people yes. on the asexual okay, spectrum right, about, who yeah, are sex okay. disgusted. Like, they don't want to see it. They don't want anything to do about it. There are definitely people on the spectrum who feel that way, but I'm not that way. Okay. I ship everybody. <laughs> I love love. And so I thought, no, there's no way that that's me. And then they, my friend's non-binary, so th- then they started talking more and more about it. And I went, oh, 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 oh. And I went home and I hopped on Google, which is a thing I can do in this coming out that I could not yeah, do no when shit. I was 14 and, you know, trying to figure stuff out. And I, I Googled it and I just went, holy fuck this is it and i i started typing and i typed up like i I call it like my manifesto (laughs) it's this 11 point thing and i posted it to my my dream with and it was like this is my coming out post i finally figured it out (gasps) oh my god i'm aromantic i never actually officially came out to my dad i never said the words to my dad um and then uh, I mean, and he knew because, of course, my mom. I, I was just sure. like, yeah, my mom's going to tell you. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. have to. I was never that close with my dad. I was always closer to my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until later in life when my dad was um, sick with emphysema and he passed away uh, about six or seven years ago. And um, he was, uh, you know, very supportive and loving and um, he's lying. <laughs> Uh, see, this is when it's oh, going to get. Um, so much. He's lying in his hospital bed, and we literally thought this would be the last time. Like all of my brothers flew in to yeah. to see him, mm-hmm. and he's lying in his hospital bed. And he, um, I was dating um, a, a a guy for a good like three or four years yeah. at this point. And this is when I lived in San Diego, by the way. I mean, this is not too long ago. Yeah. Um, and he uh, he told me that he loved me and that um, we need to take care of my mom and he's and I said yep dad you know all five of us are gonna take care of your mom all five of your boys that you raised and he said all six of my sons oh my god and it was the statement of my boyfriend at the time was like one of his sons was one of his um uh his uh, people that are going to take care of his wife that he loved so it was just like literally I mean to this day like this is years ago that happened and it still gets me every time to think about it Um, it was one of the ultimate signs of um, trust and love and just honesty of like I know and I'm okay with this and it's incredible yeah. that I'm alive yeah like my my sexual identity really could have killed me at any time and it didn't it didn't and like 
to be to be sitting here and and telling this story, I almost feel like I'm talking about someone else yeah. because like yep. I'm so okay. Yeah, you know. Oh, um, oh, yeah. yeah. But so I went home and I came out a second time. Mm. I went home and I I sat down with my mother and I went. It's been a long time since we first had this conversation, but we need to have it again. Um, and it went pretty much the same way, actually, um, except for the fact that um, I I said one thing to her that I don't believe anymore, hmm. and it's the most important thing. It's my biggest takeaway from all of it. I burst into tears and I said to her, if I could change this about myself, I would. Mm. I've prayed and prayed and prayed and I, I can't do anything about it. I'm gay. I don't believe that anymore. Yeah. I don't. I would not change being gay for a know, million right? Tri- is a million trillion dollars a thing. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. It's, a, yeah. it's a lot of dollars. <laughs> it's a ride for it's all of the dollars. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I favorite things about me. Right. Yeah, I feel you that. know, it yep. makes it it makes me so much more unique. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the thing was was that everything that I was when I was growing up, like I said, being the child of immigrants, it's 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 a weird thing. You don't want to be unique. But you're already oh, yeah. unique. Right, so everything that I rejected along the way, I now have come full circle into being like, dude, I'm fucking special. Yes, you know. Yeah. Yes. But, yeah, but so it was a it was a long trip there. So then once I <sighs> once I finished the acting class and I went and came out and I came back, and then I met my now be- beautiful wife, um, and went to therapy, and um, actively changed the relationship that I have with my family um you know I bought my own wedding dress Mm -hmm. I walked myself down the aisle I didn't have any family at my wedding um other than my chosen family Mm -hmm. um I had one one best friend um or two good friends that came to my wedding but other than that I was completely alone um and that was when I realised that the cycle had to change. So that was when I came home and I got sober and I was like, I'm going to feel all of this and I'm going to take control of who I am and how I let things affect me. So I took a break from having any connection with my family Mm -hmm. Um, and now I just kind of see things... I just see things differently. I see that my sexual identity, I should say... um, I see that that it's. I see that it 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 eats away at my mum. I see that she wishes that she could be different. I see that she wishes that she could be better, but that she can't. Um, that I used to get angry and I used to cry and we used to have these these conversations that went nowhere. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, I just realised that that's not what I want for her and that's not what I want for me and that I get to choose how I feel about my life. I then, and this will be no surprise to you, Nicole, (laughs) I then decided that the best way to subtly come out to my friends back home would be to write a song that I would 
I don't sing or play any <laughs> instruments, which again, somehow I, I have wrote a musical, but I don't do either of those things. But I, you know, I was listening to a lot of Ani. <laughs> And so I I wrote a song that when I went home for, I guess, spring break or summer break, whatever, like taught to all my friends back home. Everybody was like, so <laughs> you're gay? Like you're a lesbian? And I was like, um, well, I mean, it's like, cause it's a song. <laughs> but I mean, um, and that, I mean, the song was like, um, please, please, please. I'm fucking your girlfriend. <laughs> Is that too hard to understand? I'm fucking your girlfriend. Oh She's getting pleasure from my softer hand. Oh I mean, it was my like, god, I'm fucking dying right now. I'm literally You're dying. dying? I just did that on a microphone. That's I'm the really dying. best thing I've ever but heard also, in so, my life. Such deep Ani influence. So much. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a B side that she didn't release. Thank so god you she nailed didn't. the, yeah, no, you nailed the, the tone. I like being a jock. So, Mom, Mom was, a, was a field hockey player, too. She, oh, didn't, she didn't have a Reiki experience, but she was also a field hockey player. So, well, now, <laughs> so in college, I can remember one gal who, um, her name, her name is Terry. And Hashtag find Terry. <laughs> and I don't know if that's T-E-R-I or T-E-R-I. Oh, see? Really Look at this. God, it's all the I know. But I just remember so well... Um, looking at her and thinking, God, she's beautiful. And she had very short hair, very short brown hair, great athlete, china blue eyes. And I know, and I've thought about it for years. For years, I keep thinking back to that sensation because it wasn't just a, wow, you know, that's a good, I, I think a lot of women are beautiful. Nicole's know? face is amazing Tell right me. now. I'm so sorry. This isn't a visual medium. <laughs> I'm in shock. Anyway. <laughs> She's literally biting her thumb. Now, I will say, though, I've never had that sensation since, which is why yeah. I thought, well, that's so odd. What happened? You know, why, why did that happen? And now I have all sorts of theories about it um, in terms of how we have evolved as a race and how we've evolved as you know, the human species. And uh, I think that there's tons of crossover between male, female, and all mm -hmm. things in between that it's, it, it's actually too shocking to think that we could possibly be one way or the other. Yes, totally agree. But now it makes much more sense to me that we are, in fact, variations on multiple themes. And, Did uh, Terry know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to ask this question because yes. we've talked around it, but I don't know the answer. So uh, how, and I'll say the word currently, how do you currently identify? Um, yeah, so I have I've a, a couple answers to this question. The, the most basic thing I, I've been, you know, since I agreed to come on the podcast, I've been thinking about trying to put language to things I've been feeling through but haven't necessarily put the language to and that's kind of why I'm here you know to sort of talk through this um a lot of my period of confusion is now <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so great. immediately now um or just try yeah trying to sort out and in like what language I how much language I need how much language I want so the clearest thing is I would identify as a human woman yay great. love it I'm a human woman <laughs> um and then uh 
I want to share this thing that I did yesterday because I was like, I needed to get out of my head about it. Yeah. It was like, yeah. because I don't, I mean, I think the next closest thing would be bye. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, That's but great. I still, That's so exciting. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, yeah. I And I I don't yet know whether I feel like I am a, not, I. it's two questions, whether I both am allowed to own that and can truthfully own that. So here's what I said in terms of like, okay, what are ways of identifying that feel true, truthful to me, mm-hmm. even if they are kind of muddy or don't, like, aren't real ones? That yeah. Say. No, and sure. there are. Yeah. yeah. None of them are real when you get right down to it. Really. Uh, Shakespeare made up words. That's what that's I was telling myself. Whenever someone's like, I don't know, it doesn't exist. It's not. Shakespeare made up words, guys. Mm-hmm. Do it. That is anyway. true. And okay. he's rich. So here's my 10 things <laughs> that felt true to me. And I'm going to say them fast because it, it sounds really crazy if it <laughs> seemed like I thought really hard about all these um, okay here we go bi-ish bi-light baby queer 80-20 a quarter cup down to clown horny always excited for dyke day but don't have a dog Inter- <laughs> interested in the whole menu even though I often get pasta open that was my best we're using all of them oh my god Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Everyone, this is so exciting. Dana Pickley, who was our guest on episode 31, has written her first book. It is called Savor the Moment, and it tells the sexy, sexy story of Natalia, the lead singer of a rock and roll band, and Maddie, a pastry chef. There's love, there's romance, there's flirtation, there's yoga, there are pastries, and there is lots of sexy sex. Sex, sex. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. There's love, there's romance, there's flirtation, there's a yoga class, there's a rock concert, there are exes, and there is sex, 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 a lot of sex. Lauren, what do you have to say about the sex? (laughs) It's pretty good. (laughs) It's pretty good sex. 
But um, <laughs> uh, so you were trying to be really respectful of me in the short jeans. Listen, shorts. but you you listen. <laughs> Nicole is also aggressive. Is the problem? Mm-hmm. And so what happened mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. We would be like in like getting dressed and we all there was the women's dressing room and the men's dressing room. And in theaters, like everyone is comfortable. You just run around in your bra and underwear because it's theater and like and everyone's dancers. So dancers are practically naked all the time. Mm -hmm. And I I came from one Montana (laughs) to a like pretty Christian like background three incredibly modest to the point where I brought to my college freshman year. I brought a. Not just a one piece, a one piece and shorts <laughs> to Southern California. Like that's, a, and I just remember coming in and being like, "Oh no, we're all getting dressed together!" <laughs> like this is, oh my god! But it was cool at the same time because like everyone was so comfortable and confident, and like we had so many like different aged women in there, and it was just like, okay, this, this was like a good step. But anyway, back to Nicole. <laughs> so. She would conveniently place herself whenever we were getting dressed. Oh, Nicole. Where, like, I, and I would always try and put myself, like, into a little corner oh, totally. where I didn't, yeah, yeah, where yeah. I was, like, partially kind of hidden, but not really, so that everyone <laughs> didn't think that I was hiding myself, but I felt like I was hidden, you know? Wow. So I would do that. It was, it was yeah, that's very, like, yeah, it was intense. You had, like, blueprints in yes, your room. Yes, <laughs> I had plans, girl. Okay. Schematics. Listen, yes. And and I remember just, like, I, every time I would, like, take off my fairy bottom pants <laughs> and I would stand up, Nicole would be in front of me doing some sort of yoga instructor <laughs> half bend to take off her pants. <laughs> and, and it was just like always, and it and I remember thinking like, don't look at her butt. Don't look at her butt. Oh and God. so I would always try to not look, but every time it was there. <laughs> every time I came up from like changing something, she was just there. And I was like, oh no. We'd never even at school had a flirtation or anything, but we're at this party. This is a couple years out of college, and we're, like, flirting with each other. And and I'm like, oh, I don't know. He was gorgeous. He was just, like, way out of my league, like, really, really attractive guy. And he ended up coming home with me. Uh, and it was sort of known about him that he was, like, he was pretty uh, religious. So he was like, we're not going to have sex. Like, I'm, I'm not having sex until marriage and I was like great that's per- perfect yay awesome um, but but so we're like naked in my bed doing like a lot of not having sex we're doing like a lot of other stuff and I was so fucking deeply not into it um, and everyone back in college uh, had called me Flans like that was like mm-hmm. my like cool like that's her last name. name oh yeah sorry <laughs> it's my last name um, and there was this one point it was like a movie I remember it like we're like I'm like fully naked and this guy, bless his heart, he literally like looks up from from between my legs and he goes, Hey Flans, are you okay? <laughs> and like, I don't know if you've ever been like called your last name in bed, but like it's a good indication that things are not in like a sexy or romantic place. <laughs> so he goes, Hey Flans, are you okay? And I went, ah, I'm really sorry. I, I think I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so how far this I was gonna ask you this, how far back are we taking the, the coming out? Just some some little threads and then when my mother asked me if I was gay, I think whatever that's the, feel- I think that's that's where it's that's a head. spoiler, yeah. Yeah. No, whatever feel I mean a lot of people definitely talk yeah. about the self coming out like yeah. they're like I realized when I was little yeah. when I thought that I saw boobs yeah. and I was like, Oh no. Yeah. I want to <laughs> eat them. I don't know. Like, it's like <laughs> Nicole, have you even listened to any of our guests? <laughs> 
You know what? That is my story. Thank you guys for having me. I see boobs and I want to eat them. Um, okay. We got to pause this. Nicole, are you even queer? <laughs> this is what I find out. Nicole's like, like gay ladies want to eat boobs, right? She's got like an earpiece and like a lesbian is telling her. <laughs> I promise, I promise that's not what I'm thinking when in said situation. Anyway. You put you put a piece, like a grilled cheese on a boob. And then you're like, that's my favorite sandwich. And then boob. Okay, yeah, cool. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah so when did you that's realize when that? I knew. That's when I knew. Well, I always love grilled cheese. And then I saw a woman walking down the street with two grilled cheese sandwiches taped to her boobs. And I was like, I'm gay. <laughs> Oh, man. oh my um, god! But the way I came out, which is why I was trying to tell you that night in Tampa, I wouldn't let. But <laughs> I, I was, I was so adamant about not. I don't like confrontation. I don't uh-huh. like conflict. Yeah. I don't. I think everyone should just be happy and just you know marry. So I decided <laughs> to to invite my girlfriend who still thought I was 18 at the time, who my parents had no idea about. I decided to invite her to my parents' house after my parents were in bed, and I decided that it would be. A good way to let my parents know what the fuck was going on with me by just having my mom come in to wake me up for school, <gasps> and sh- my girlfriend was in the bed. Oh and that's how my I, that's, god! <laughs> yeah, so that's how I came out, and I made sure that like like I was not wearing a shirt. So <laughs> yeah, so I never, I've never said, "Mom, I'm gay," "Dad, I'm gay." I would let my parents um, walk in to us in a bed, and that's. that's that's how I came out. I love that, that that is the opposite of confrontation to you. Like, I love the, like, the, the math. That's of con- like the extreme <laughs> exactly, sports right? version of con- that. And I hate this expression, but that is the most balls to the wall coming out story I've ever heard in my life. Like, really? What? Yes, wow. that's so balls. Basically, um, you know, my very religious upbringing, we weren't allowed to listen to like secular music growing up. We weren't oh, allowed to have God. anything with magic. Like, I wasn't allowed to watch yeah. the Smurfs. Like, it was very intense um and so i was home visiting my grandparents from college and my grandmother took me out for lunch and she was like just being really weird like i could tell something was on her mind and she just wasn't bringing it up and i kept asking her if she was okay Mm. and she was just she kept blowing it off and then uh they live on the coast of north carolina so then after that she she like drove to the beach and parked and i was like what's happening and then she was like, I want to um, talk to you about some things. And I was like, okay, what? And first she was like, you know, like, are you on drugs? Are you doing drugs? Oh. And I was like, I mean, I've tried pot. I don't, like, I don't know what this question, like, yeah. I'm not, like, on drugs? Like, no, <laughs> not <laughs> current yet. <laughs> Do you want to get high? <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> like, what's happening? And I'm like, okay. And then, um, and then she was finally like... I think that you, I'm concerned that you are practicing witchcraft. And I was like, oh, wait, what? Field, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I, you're like, oh, Stop. all the things Fuck. that we might have talked about. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? And then she, it came up because I had been reading Harry Potter books. Oh. <laughs> A oh. lot of people practicing witchcraft then are in the early 2000s. I, <laughs> I as like light reading in between like my like college course stuff, I had started reading the Harry Potter books and I really liked them. And so it was like a fun thing that I was doing. And yeah, and then that became like you're dabbling in witchcraft. What and I was the- like, I, I'm, 
I'm not. It's a children's <laughs> book um, about <laughs> magical children who go to a magical school. It's a kid's book that, like, maybe you should be concerned that I'm reading, like, a kid's book while I'm in college. Aww. But, like, don't be concerned that I'm dabbling in witchcraft. Which, like, fine if I was, but it was, like, Harry Potter, so you're dabbling in witchcraft. And I was like... And I was laughing because I was like, okay, I mean, it's a kid. Have you read them? Yeah. And she was like, I know enough about them. And I was just yeah. like, okay, no, well, they're delightful and I love them and I, I don't know what to tell uh. you. And then she was like, and I think you have a fascination with homosexuality. Oh, shit. And I was like, uh. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have like an actual serious girlfriend at the time. And I was like, um. And she was like, do you have anything to say about this? And I was like, well, I mean, I, yeah, I have a lot of gay friends obviously that, that you know you know that and I was just really starting to panic and then and then finally I was just like okay you know what like I was just sitting there she was just letting me like freak out and I was like okay we're having this conversation and, and so I said to her I was like this isn't when I wanted to tell you or how like I wasn't going to tell you yet I wasn't ready to tell you yet but like and then I guess because we had been talking about Harry Potter <laughs> oh, no. I Ed, I said, I'm a practicing. I, oh, no. I said, I'm a practicing lesbian. <laughs> and she was like, Well, I'm glad you're practicing. Just like <laughs> in my mind, I was like, Oh my god, why did I say practice? It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so then she responds. She responds and says practicing so does that mean that you're having sex oh shit <laughs> it's like oh shit I, I opened yeah, the door totally yeah, I could have just said I'm a lesbian you could have been like I'm an amateur lesbian <laughs> but, I was like, but I was like I am practicing like I made it very clear yeah, that's hilarious. that I was like in it <laughs> Lendella Safaris is a sponsor <laughs> I didn't tell Nicole I I've, was doing that. I've never <laughs> loved anything more than what just happened here. Um, so, in case you didn't hear that properly, um, we have a sponsor called Landella Safaris, who we love so much. So much so that we just incorporated them, and by we I mean Lauren, into the Circle of Life song. Yeah, and you can't sue us for that, because it was done <laughs> with good intentions. Uh, so, Lynn- so um, this is what, and I'm going to just call this other person the my grandfather's significant other. So um, so I'll just leave out the name or let's do a abbreviation. My dear beloved R. Um, so this is from the voice of my grandfather. In the presence of God, our father and our brother, Jesus the Christ and all of his creation, I take great honor and pride in sharing with you my very being, my love, my care, my respect, my honor, my blood, my life, my all. I pledge all these values plus to you for your well-being forever. I will always be by your side, be your need even times apart from each other. I will always be your strength, your comfort, your love, your energy, and true purity of heart and soul. Whereas all these things are true, I, Jay, take you our whirlwind horse, black-tailed deer, Sente Sapala, as my only true blood brother, first and last. From now on, we are as one in each other and in our Father God, our source in all eternity with all affinity. 
we have each other always. So it be so it so be it. It is done with divine love, dignity from and then says so my grandfather' name and then it's like he had a nickname, Swift Eagle, and in yeah. the Native American language, Wambli Luzan Han. So your blood brother, um, dated April 29th, nineteen eighty three, and it actually has his blood. Um, oh my god! The corner of the letter. That's beautiful. And this is... Uh, <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying yeah. over here. Holy shit, this is amazing. So this is what his um, significant other wrote. Their so, handwriting is beautiful, by the way. <laughs> of course. And this is like one of my treasured possessions. Like, yeah. So, um, so thy beloved Jay, in the eyes of our father, the great spirit, the four winds the four moons, the sun, the moon, and Mother Earth, I find it an esteemed honor to share with you the peace, the love, or thy blood, and the greatest of Lakota values, courage, respect, generosity, and fortitude, and with honor, with dignity, and all divine love, I take you, Wanjbli Lujanani, Swift Eagle, as thy true blood as brother, with all serenity, wisdom, pride, and honor. So it is done, my brother, so it shall be in affinity and is infinity. For Wanjbli Yujian Han from Sinti Sapella, April 22nd, 1983. And his blood is smeared, yeah, on the edge. So they wrote their own vows. Yeah, so. Yeah, and they like officiated their own wedding, basically. That's so beautiful. It really is beautiful. Oh my god, in 83, wow. So I spent like the next couple weeks just trying to figure out what what I was going to do, but the more I thought about it, the more I knew it was inevitable that it had to come out. And I usually go to the beach on Sundays. So I went on one Sunday and uh, my friend Mila she goes, I've never asked you, but do you like boys or girls? And I go, I like girls, but there are issues. Mm-hmm. She goes, issues with with them? And I go, no, issues with me. She goes, oh, okay. She goes and does whatever she was going to do with her boyfriend. About five minutes later, she comes back. She sits down. She says, sit, talk to me. What are the issues? <laughs> and I go, well, I'm pretty sure that I'm transgender. She got up and started celebrating. Oh, wow. <laughs> And uh, then she goes, next Sunday, bring a skirt. So the following Sunday, I brought a skirt in my in my um, backpack. And I go, I got the skirt. She goes, well, what are you waiting for? Put it on. <laughs> I put it on and I felt so free. And was I, that the first? That was the first time in public. In public, yeah. And I was right at the beach yeah. in May. So there were tons of people. And I didn't care. Okay. Um, Gustav, stop walking around upstairs, oh, please. <laughs> Jesus. What is he getting his steps in? <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he did have one of those bracelets at one point. Oh, God. It drove me insane. Of course he did. And then I think he, like, ruined it with water, and I was like, oops. A bracelet can be ruined by water? That's smart. Well, I mean, our phones can too. 
Yeah, but you don't wear a phone on your wrist and wash your hands a bunch of times a day. Like, that just seems impractical. But, like, you do put it in your back pocket and then it falls in a toilet, theoretically. That's never happened to me. I'm very proud. <laughs> it's never happened to me either. I'm Knock on wood. But it definitely happened to a girl at Coachella in the porta potty. What hasn't happened? Ooh. It was. <laughs> She walked out and she was like, um, like to her friends. She's like, oh my God. My no, she didn't get it. Did yeah, because they, they were like, she was like, should I like, like do no, get it? And they were like, no, it's a goner. You buy a new phone now, It's a goner. <laughs> That's the most disgusting. I can't believe you, she was even considering it. I, I think she was in shock. I'll be honest. I think she was in shock. She didn't know what to do. She thought about oh, diving for it. God bless that girl. Um, I wish she would stop walking around upstairs. Okay. Well, we got some really right. good Ready? Um, outtakes. <laughs> yeah. So that's important. Okay. Um, all right. Hey, everyone. Hi. So. And print. <laughs> and so I decided to go to the gyno to see what was you know, going on with my body. And I remember like, and also with, with my boyfriend, I like couldn't get turned on at all. When I would masturbate, it was, everything was working fine, but it was just confusing. So I went to the gyno, I'm in my little paper robe and in walks, (laughs) this is what's different from the, (laughs) Oh, okay. This is what I was going to ask. The most beautiful, like, one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my life. Like, honestly, she walked in and I was like, who is this movie star that is in a doctor's scrubs? Like, what is happening right now? Um, And it was really confusing because she... My, like, mind... At no point was my mind like, you're gay! Like, um, but my body was like... Hey, what's up? What is going on here? <laughs> so I, um, yeah. So she sat down, and I like got nervous. You know, like my, my cheeks oh, got God, warm, and yeah. I was like, "Why am I nervous? This Why am I night- like giggling?" Hot, like- gun, hot gun called this is my nightmare. Like literally, <laughs> oh, my nightmare. <laughs> um, yeah. So. I was really flustered and um, she like asked me some questions. So I told her, you know, I was like, I'm throwing up during sex. I'm not able to get aroused, like all these things. So she, you know, leaves the room so I can get on the table. Yeah. Get the stirrups. Get yep. the stirrups, baby. And she comes back in and proceeds to give me the exam and... <laughs> My, um, (laughs) giggle, giggle, giggle. Um, yeah, she, I just was getting very physically turned on. And when it came to the internal exam, um, (laughs) my, uh, can I say pussy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can say all the words. My pussy, um, (laughs) was just very, very clear like throbbing I mean like very clearly aroused like <laughs> and she knows what that is you know <laughs> oh my God, I love this she's so a professional much. yeah um so yeah I I like oh my god <laughs> I honestly and I really do remember laying there and being like what what stop it body like why are you doing this to me this is insane like you haven't been able to do this 
with your boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? God, just like, yeah. why is this happening? This is so embarrassing. What is wrong with me? And she stops the exam right after that. <sighs> and um, she takes off her clothes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> He's like, I'm not a doctor. No, but she she leaves the room. And she's like, okay, the exam's over. You can get dressed. And I, she, she leaves the room. And for a second, I was like, did she notice? Like, yeah. what's what's <laughs> like? Also, I was just shooken up, shaken up, shaken up, shooken up, shaken oh, up. And um, she comes back in, and she sits down, and she was like. Everything is physically totally normal. I do think that maybe um, you have a little soul searching to do. Oh, God. God bless her. Right? And I was like, still, though, at no point was I like, oh, I'm gay. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. And she didn't say that. She did not say that, <laughs> which actually I'm, I'm yeah, glad she did. Yeah, I think it's good. She, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, She's like, look, uh, I'm hot. <laughs> I know it. You know it. <laughs> oh, my God. I got a call from, like, the cousin that pulled the short straw. I'm certain of it. I'm certain that they talked about it. And whoever oh. felt like, like, pulled the short straw. <laughs> That like called and was like, so can I talk to you about something? Your friend such and such. There's so there's some friends that you let spend time around your husband, and some friends that you don't. Oh, or, or that at least you want to make sure you're around, or that they don't stay at the house when you're not there. I really think maybe you should consider her. I'm like. Okay. I said, sit down. <laughs> You're like, I'm about to blow yeah, your mind I was right like, now. let me just explain to you. But to my cousin's credit, who actually, she's she's very Christian, but she's very, like, open-minded Christian, mm, cool. which I think is, like, I explained the whole thing to her, and she's like, oh. Well, okay, then. <laughs> it's better than what well, she right. thought was going on. Right. It's <laughs> so, it's, but that's the thing, is that, like, when, okay, well, okay, I, okay I'm going to pause here for a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna vomit right now. I want to say so many things. Say some stuff and we can cut it. Also, I will remind you that this is gonna be released after you've done the poly. I know. I thought on. about that too. After you've done the what? Oh, the poly. So you have. So like this that is... information will at least be accessible. So I think feel free to say whatever you want, and we can always cut it. But see how you feel after you do the panel. Like, okay. you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So I'm not out as poly on the podcast yet. Oh well, <laughs> Which but, is, but she's been but dropping. I, but I've been no, 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 no you no, haven't. No, I've been listening. No, 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 I've been listening very carefully, and like every she's dropped hints before, and everything is like if you're reading between the lines, you'll know. But there are plenty of people because I deal with them on Twitter who are sweetly oblivious. <laughs> I've been we're doing a, I've been doing what we're calling a, 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 a soft a, rollout. A, a, yeah, a soft rollout. <laughs> well, this is your coming out. A soft opening. No, exactly. No, we're saving that podcast. for fifty. And I, <laughs> she wants to do. She wants to do a full episode. I'm actually more scared of doing a full we episode of me coming you know, out do because you that's want. when my mom might die. So, we'll like, do literally whatever you want. Um, my mother had to get over that a long time ago because the cherry bomb. We did a poly episode on. Oh, cherry good. Bomb. See, this is, but it's so inspiring. So you know what's? But my mom's gonna listen to this whole episode, which is so good. (laughs) 
and she already loves you for my it YouTube show. <laughs> this, that's important. It's you know, it's it's interesting. Like the poly thing, I think for people, people don't understand it. It's uncomfortable for them. We don't have any like um, societal like mirror no. backs to show people how to navigate it. Yeah. And when people are unwilling to talk about it, then that makes it a whole other thing. Like even, I mean, obviously yeah. me and my ex-husband aren't together anymore because I keep calling him my ex-husband. But we um, <laughs> we talked about whether or not we were going to be in the closet even back yeah. then. And we made a choice not to be, yeah. a deliberate Ugh. choice to not be in the closet in the industry or any place else because we're like, when you're in the closet, people just look for the secrets and yes. then they end up outing you anyway. And I would much rather have been authentic and open from the yeah. beginning so that anybody who's around is just like, oh, I already knew that. Or that. Oh, she already said something about it. Or oh, it was already in that interview. Yeah. It's yes. safer and it makes it less of a it makes it less of a harsh point. Again, normalizing. Um, yes. That was exactly that that was exactly where I was gonna go when I almost just word vomited like two <laughs> minutes ago. Um, no, I <sighs> All right, here we go. So that's the point at which I've been coming. I'm probably going to cry. Okay. Uh, that's the point at which at which I've been coming to recently. It's like, I just don't, I don't want to, I don't want people to become shady. And like, I've gotten, and I don't want people to think that the people that I'm with are shady. And so I'm Polly. <laughs> So for our <laughs> for our listeners, I'm crying so about beautiful. it right now. But like, and it's I've that's been a, it was like my second coming out. I'm not going to go into it right now because it was it's Delilah's episode. We will talk about it another time. <laughs> I will explain all of that. But um, but uh, but it has gotten to the point now. This is several years in, and um, especially having someone in my life that I care about a lot who is not my husband but who my husband also loves in a platonic way mm-hmm. you know um it 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 has gotten to the point where i'm like this is now going to start it looking shady like really shady and i don't want i don't want anybody to think that i don't want to feel shame because i don't i don't feel shame about this there's nothing right. shameful everything mm-hmm. is so above board completely agreed upon totally honest and communicative and like really beautiful in so many ways and i'm not gonna dance around it with people anymore she thanks me every single day for just embracing her as she is and she i mean she's a beautiful singer songwriter there's no way she could have done what she did without our love and support totally of course, yeah. you know? and so oh i God. think of all these kids these beautiful people whose lives are being truncated by a messed up theology yes. that they're beaten down with so but reach out to us we will get you connected and i want you to know if you are that person that you are loved you are worthy you matter you belong you're here on this earth for such a time as this, you are needed. Don't let anybody convince you that you shouldn't be here because you need to be here. God put you here. Don't No person can tell you you shouldn't be here. And you have a place and you're valuable. And help, come to us. We'll help you find 
where you fit in community, but you deserve to be loved. You deserve to love. You deserve to know that God loves you. You deserve to know you have a place on this planet with your name on it where you fit perfectly and people will love you and be there for you. You just have to get connected to them. Um, This song is about after I came out to everyone. So I had come out to my parents and then I held off from the rest of people because they're like this feels awful I don't like this there's no parade you know there's no like (laughs) sprinkles and stuff Um, it was really hard and painful and it took a lot of time Um, and I was also specifically post parents it took yeah because it was really only my immediate community who knew my girlfriend and my parents and I was like for the whole public image as a musician I don't think I'm ready Mm -hmm. Um, and I was so I was writing about it a lot, but then I couldn't put these songs out oh, because wow. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was my way of kind of self-soothing, but then I couldn't actually use the songs I was making. Oh. So that was hard. Um, so I got really depressed, and then I was like, this is dumb. So I wrote a song called I Feel Better Now because I was trying to cheer myself up, oh. and this is that song. So when I say everybody says just keep going, both of you, as my audience <gasps> normally does at a show, oh are gonna, you're going to yell... Go, go, go. And I'll help you with it. But okay, you, okay. you're going to get it. Okay? Okay. You ready? I'm so excited. Now I was going to have to perform today. <laughs> I had never been all the way to hell and back again. But thanks to you. And I cannot explain the types of pain inside and out. I've had my doubts, and they've had me too. Everybody says, just keep going. Go, go, go. But sometimes I don't want to. That was great. One more time. Ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready now. Everybody says, just keep going. Go, go, go. When I close my eyes, I see you. And I feel better now. Oh, oh. I feel better now. Oh, hey, oh. I feel better now. Oh, hey. Just keep going Go, go, go 
feel better now, oh, oh, I feel better now, oh, hey, oh, I feel better now, oh, hey, oh, I feel better now, oh, oh, snap, I feel better now, oh, hey, oh, I feel better now, oh, hey, oh. I feel better now. And that's it. We Yay! really hope that you all enjoyed that that highlights reel of of the podcast. Uh, uh, you laughed, you cried. It was better than cats. Not a high bar, but oh, I think we can all agree. Yeah, it it or leapt cats, if you will. <laughs> Oh, I will. Um, So thank you all so much for listening. Um, And if listening to this little retrospective has reminded you how much you love this podcast, hey, you know what you could do? You could pop on over to iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. You could click those five stars and maybe even write us a little review. Uh, It helps people to find the podcast. It helps us in the algorithm, blah, 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 robots. Uh, But basically, we want to be able to bring you another hundred episodes and then another hundred after that and then infinity episodes we want to bring you infinity episodes it's a that's a high bar yeah i said it and now it's happening (laughs) there there it is thank you everybody for listening and we will talk to you all next wednesday